Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Creative Empire Podcast. This week, we have a really fun episode. We're talking with Rachel Brumley of Brumley and Bloom, and we are going to be doing a mentoring session talking about baby-proofing your business. We're so excited to have you, Rachel, and congratulations on the new bundle, soon to be. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your show today. I'm a huge fan. Yay. Thank you so much. Okay. So we're going to dive right in and you are pregnant right now. You're expecting, and you are looking to figure out how to baby proof your business. Tell us a little bit about what's on your mind. Well, so I've been in business for about just over a year now, hardcore, you know, going out this floral thing. We've done several weddings this year, probably close to 30 weddings already. And so it's just kind of like the heat of starting like the climax of our beginning of our business and I'm pregnant (laughs) and that sounded a little like bad but I'm pregnant is what I should say and now um between weddings and events and you know parties that we're booking corporate events that we're booking um I also teach like floral workshops uh for fundraisers and in local businesses and stuff. So with all of that going on, it feels like it's just me and my husband, who is amazing and a great partner. But how do I do this with having a baby on the way, needing to take a couple months off? Such a great question. So I think it's like one of those things that it's like never a good time to have a baby, but also like (laughs) having a plan, especially when you're a business owner is really important. I mean, I think about this all the time as like a mom of one and I'm like, I want to have more, but how does that impact my business? And I think that we can from any business baby proof our businesses so that we can continue to have it thrive, even if we aren't necessarily able to be part of it for, you know, a little bit of time. And towards the end of your pregnancy, I would say like, around eight months, like expect to not be able to do a whole lot with your, you know, physical space and like having to lift a whole lot of things and just so that a lot of people don't think about that part. So like eight months on for how long are you planning on taking off? We, I want to take at least two months off, like, like fully good chunks of time, you know, and then kind of ease back into it. Because I'm not sure what to expect physically, you know, some people just recover really quickly and emotionally from having a baby and some people need a little bit more time. I don't know which one I'm going to lie in, you know, which camp I'll lie in, so... Yeah, it's easier to be able to come back knowing that you are not expected back rather than like being expected back and then not being ready, so... Yeah. That's really something that... I love that you're thinking about this, first of all, because this is something that's so incredibly important as you know, you want to enjoy the first months of being a mom. Christina, before I like go whole hog into mama mode, like what are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't have kids. I have a nephew who I uh, like to, I was going to say like do lots of things that annoy my brother, 
but he's five and six. So that's a little bit different. And I get to be the fun aunt who like takes him to the grocery store. and We buy 20 candy bars because why not? I don't have to put him to bed. So <laughs> I'm probably not the person to ask about mom advice. But yeah, so one thing that I have noticed, though, and I was talking about this with some friends the other day is a lot of people end up taking time off for their newborn baby. And then they're always surprised because they're like, Oh my gosh, all my baby does is sleep like constantly. (laughs) I wish I had taken like the first three to six months of their life off instead of their first one to three months. So I think everybody's different because certainly not all the moms in that group agreed. Some of them were like, no, I'm so glad I had those three months when the, the baby was first born. But I will say that, you know, it seems to get harder for mother business owners when the baby is a little bit more self-sufficient and independent. So, I mean, I think maybe the issue isn't so much about even finding the time to take three months off, but it's like sustainably in the long run, how do we build in basically your own schedule, which is, you know, what all of us, I think, listening want, how that looks realistically, how many hours per week you're willing to work, what you actually have to do to make money, that sort of thing. So what kind of baseline things are we working with? Like, do you need this business to bring in money because you do have a partner and a husband to rely on? Yeah. So right now it's not necessarily vital income, but it is important and it's, it's good. My husband is, he works full time and he's finishing up school and he also helps me tremendously with Brumley and Bloom already. So he's incredible, but he is going to be done with school in May and then he'll be moving to more of a career rather than a job. So my income will not be as important, but to me, it's still like, I guess a goal. It's less about the like bottom line, less about like the money and more about, I don't know, owning a business and being an entrepreneur and being, and that's part of, you know, knowing that I wanted a family was part of why I wanted to be more of an entrepreneur rather than stuck in an office somewhere. So, okay. So I just it, the it, question money wise, I don't think my income is a huge deal ultimately. Okay. I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but I also like the fact that you took time to recognize that this is something that you want and that you're not denigrating the fact that you're not like going to be the sole breadwinner as you go through this very fragile time when you're growing a baby human. (laughs) So that's good to know. That's good to work with. So what does your work week look like now? Like walk us through wedding week and a non-wedding week. Okay. Well, right now they're like all wedding weeks, um, summer and fall and in Michigan. So a wedding week, I try to avoid having a ton of like meetings other than my clients or clients for that weekend. Sometimes um, a couple weekends ago, we had two weddings and a birthday party on the same weekend. So those were the main people that I, you know, spoke with. Those were the people that I, if I had a meeting, it was with them just because on that week, they take up so much of your time and they deserve that time. They deserve that attention. It's their big day coming up. So those weeks are mostly dedicated to them, dedicated to getting their flowers in, processing their flowers and just starting, you know, arranging and then delivery and answering any questions that they might have on a non-wedding week or a, a smaller wedding week. We have I'll set up consultations throughout the week to meet with new clients, new brides, or not necessarily brides, but I would say probably like 75% of our business is weddings right now. I also run 
an Etsy shop for flower crowns, which does pretty well for itself. So we I dedicate about an hour a day to making flower crowns just so we can keep our stock up, like artificial flower crowns. And then some of it okay. is like social media scheduling. All right. So as far as what is bringing in money for your business, it's the wedding and event planning. Yes. And the flower crowns. Is there anything, any other revenue streams that we're missing here? I also teach workshops. Oh, and teaching workshops on florals? Yes. Okay. So teaching floral workshops. All right. So we kind of have a good baseline of what you're working with. What percentage would you say each of these three revenue streams brings in? Like 50% weddings and events or 30% weddings and events? And I'd be, I should be a better business owner and know that. My husband's. I mean, just like I, roughly, what's the biggest one, and then the second biggest one, and then the the least. I'll say the biggest uh, one is weddings and events. Okay, so that's number one, and then number two would be workshops, just because of quantity, I guess. Like they bring in more money at a time, and then Etsy, because I put okay. very little effort into Etsy, probably. Okay, and then ranking these in order of time, which one of these takes the most amount of time? Same order out of your weeks. Well, what are you thinking, Raina? as a whole or when I'm like actually working on them? Like if we looked at your month and we looked at how much time you were spending on each of these three revenue producing activities, which one would you be spending the most amount of time on? Weddings for sure. And then I would say Etsy, like making flower crowns, but it's so passive. Like I'll do it while I'm spending time with my husband. (laughs) I think one of the biggest things that I would love for you to know is how much you're making an hour from each of your projects. And this is like, it's such a tough question for entrepreneurs is because like, it's like our passion and it's fun to do it. So it's not a big deal. But then if you start realizing that your one of the projects is like $3 an hour, it's like, is that actually worth it? (laughs) Right? My husband, Literally, every single time will break things down for me. Like every event, every like thing that we do, yeah. he'll, he'll tell me, this is your revenue, but this is what you actually made. And this is how much time it took you. And so he's really good about that. But I'm just like, good. stop killing. So what are some of, what are some of the things that he's found then if he's breaking down the math? Well, he found that I was not charging enough for weddings. I was mm-hmm. basically giving my time away, which in the beginning I creative businesses, I think you have to do a lot. But you're at 30 events this year, which does not tell me that you're new. Yeah, right, right. So we were better about that. We being me, okay, we're good. better about that. That was hard though. I had to get over that. And actually, I think I learned it on one of your podcasts. I had to get over that money mindset. Like my clients mm-hmm. not think about money the same way that I might in a given season, you know? So, and just, you know, through my own walk with like, prayer and like just getting over like a poverty mentality like not everything has to be free it's okay for you're valuable you're worth charging people and actually earning a living from this so yeah this is such a great conversation and I think that like like you said people are not like worrying about like is this $30 more like they they just are not which means that you have found a sweet spot in Flint which is really cool. I would actually want to change the conversation and I'd be curious about your thoughts Rachel. I want to talk about your lead generation and how we can automate that and also automating anything in your business that you touch that does not necessarily require you. And this is really tough for people who are typically solopreneurs and are like, I'm the only one that can do this. So what client tool are you using to onboard people or take in like just people that are interested in working with you? So 
honestly, we get, I get emails through people getting my email from like social media. I get Facebook messages. I get message through our website and I'm over here saying no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's no. how I feel too. Cause it gets really overwhelming. You're like having people Absolutely. message you on Instagram. Like, Hey, are you free this day for my wedding? And I'm like, this is weird. I feel like this is unprofessional, but I'm going to respond to you on Instagram. Yeah. So if you have one standard response for that, I think that's going to help you a lot. You know, if you have a thing that says, hey, go to my website and, you know, fill out this form and my, you know, we'll get back to you kind of thing. That way, everything is coming through a client management software. There's HoneyBook, there's 17 Hats. I personally recommend Dubsado. But yeah, you can choose one of those and start templatizing. That's not a word. Template, <laughs> template. I think it's a word. We'll just go with templatizing because it sounds good. But I'm guessing that you write the same email over and over and over. Yeah. And if you can just make a template of one and then use it for the next 35, you know, things that come in and you don't have to pull the trigger. You don't really have to like write anything. As soon as the, you know, inquiry comes in, you've captured it. And then your system is sending out an email to them saying, thank you so much. We're so excited to get in touch with you X, Y, and Z. Here are the next steps or whatever, whatever the process is for you. If you can do that, you're going to save yourself so much time. Yeah. What do you I really, really, really need to get better about systems. It's so funny because I hear people talk about automating and all this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. And then I don't. don't. I get caught up answering those, you know, 15 emails and three Facebook messages and one Instagram message from somebody who is in my other yeah. or something, you know. And then I need to just like have one place. Yes. Like, and really like commit to it. I was listening to your podcast with Jordan and you guys have had other people who have talked about that. And both of you talk about that. And I was just like, man, this girl's so right. Like I need to work on what I love doing. And that's like arranging flowers and meeting with people, Mm -hmm. not responding to emails all day. And responding after they become a client might be okay. But if you're responding on the, like so much on the inquiry phase, you're going to burn yourself out. So I would say like, let's not get you overwhelmed. Like don't get like way in over your head in terms of like systems. But I think one of the best things that you can do right now is commit to one place that you can lead people through. So like, even if you created a form on your website, that's like your contact form. That's the one place that you wanted to come through and it emails you, it goes to one folder, right? So whatever questions you want to ask, you say like, Hey, you can go to my website.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to talk to you. And then that's the basic in- inquiry form if you wanted to. And then just now, if you wanted to, get- you would just have like, mm-hmm. yeah, ask this, what's the date? And yeah. Like the, the yeah. basic stuff I need to know. Yep, exactly. And then if you say like, oh, hey, we actually aren't even available for that date. Here are like the three people we recommend instead. Cool. Done. That's like a system, right? Yeah, I'm doing it. (laughs) Perfect. I would recommend checking out one of the softwares that I talked about. So Dubsado is my favorite. And I think we have a coupon code for 
Spirit of Empire. I can't remember. And I'll grab that. And it will be in the show notes for people who are listening. And then two, you can check out 17 Hats. Another one is Honey. I, I unapologetically love HoneyBook. And it go. actually will automate this entire process exactly. if you just set it up once. So yep. they will make an inquiry and they will start getting your emails that you have set up already. And it will, you can integrate your calendar and stuff like that. So without going into like all the details that could be overwhelming, I love HoneyBook. I love using them and their concierge onboarding service. But that being said, at the end of the day, I think what's more important is you have something set up rather than responding all over the place and driving yourself crazy. Because it's interesting because we have our foot in with the online business owners and the creative business owners. And I even have one in the the e-commerce and Raina has one in the coaching world. And it's like, there's all these different schools of thoughts and theory, but the way I see it is almost like having a landing page. So you're familiar with landing pages. Like if you sign up for a freebie, usually it's on a landing yeah. page, you have a thank you page. And then there's a series of emails that comes after that. I kind of like to think of this as a landing page. So you're going to be setting up some kind of either intake form on your site or a landing page or something, or, you know, it can be through one of these softwares, but either way, you're always sending people to this URL or this landing page of sorts. And that's the entry point to really what's a funnel. And then from there, you can just continue to build on and improve. And then they feel cared for without you having to sit there and wait while the brides are getting off work at seven and eight o'clock to respond immediately to their inquiries so that you don't miss out booking. Right. That's a good point too, about when they're getting off of work and my ideal business hours don't work with when they're getting out of work. And, you know, with most people, brides or whatever, whoever we have events for. So that could definitely help with, I actually get to spend time with my family because a computer is doing that. Side of the Set that up now. Yes. Yeah. And you can schedule emails to go out at like 8am versus like while you're asleep or whatever, or you're taking care of your family. You can set it up so that you really have boundaries and establish those boundaries now, because once you're a mama, you're going to want to spend time with your little and it's just not fun to have to be like, Oh my gosh, I have to send an email right now or whatever. So yeah, it's so worth it to really spend time creating these. And I would say like, if you can schedule 30 minutes in your week, to do this, like create one system. And what I mean by system is like, here's an intake form. Intake form goes to this email. And then this email, like the folder is like the email goes specifically into one particular folder because it's filtered. And once a week, I, you know, once a day, I check that or like whatever the frequency is. And that way, you know that it's happening and things are getting responded to. And then like maybe in HoneyBook or something, you set up a, an email automation to happen after that fact. And then you get a, a consultation call that is only scheduled on Thursday afternoons or something like that. I'm just making dates up, obviously. But that way you have full control over when things are happening and the fact that like the process is moving forward without you even having to touch it. Yeah, that's such a great idea. I'm definitely going to get to work on that. And I like the goal of working on it like, half an hour a a day or something, you know, it doesn't have to be sit down and figure it out, like take five hours and just do it. Yeah. I mean, to start, it might take a little bit of time. The learning curve for the platforms might take you a little bit of time, but honestly, like it's going to be relatively easy. Devsado and HoneyBook definitely have like onboarding and they can help you get onboarded. So it's totally possible for you to do that without a whole lot of stress. And I'm guessing that you've written most of these emails. 
right? It's just a matter of going through your inbox and saying, okay, here is one that that could be a template for this. Here's what happens when this happens, right? Like you can pull those up. So I would start really recommending you do that now. Yeah. I don't know what kind of budget you have, but there's also a lot of tools that you can, I mean, it's, it's probably fine just to use Gmail if it's just you. One thing you might consider given maybe your access, I, I'm not sure what kind of town you live in or like how old you are, but you're of the age, I like I looked at your profile, it looks like you probably still might have some friends in college or know people in college. And if you're in a college town, that might be a really good fit to find an intern, which this is probably the first and only time. I'll <laughs> yeah, that's you're yeah, in a college yeah. We have U of M Flint right down here. So, which is not like a huge oh, campus, okay. but it's big enough. Yeah. I mean, I personally am not a fan of interns because I think people don't realize that like people have to get school credit or paid. You don't right. just get free help. And an internship is really a learning opportunity for them more so than it is a free slave labor opportunity right. for you, you know? So I think most people miss that point. So I'm a little cautious to ever say that. But in this case, if you have a friend, you could either pay them which personally I just think is easier. Or if you can work with U of Flint because it's a smaller school, that that might be easier to do than say, you know, like the University of Michigan or something or whatever, Notre Dame, like these big schools that have these established internship programs, you might be able to get away with a little bit more or even a community college nearby. There might be an opportunity for them to apply for credit and have that intern working with you just for the three months that you're gone and maybe like a month or two before you leave just to do some basic like email communications or social media responses. It's not probably a position that I would like lean on or rely on as if you were hiring, if you do go the intern route, like you would a VA maybe, but at the same time, it could be helpful just to have somebody in there managing any kind of inquiries. I mean, the good news about pregnancy is it lasts almost 10 months. So you have a little leeway to figure out when, what weddings and things like that you, you want to take and which ones you have to say no to yeah. or refer out. That could be another option. It's just to, to, I, but again, like I'm kind of hesitant because I don't want you to like lean on it. I love what Raina's saying about the systems and getting that cleaned up. And I think that's going to be way more important. But at the same time, you know, just to have a hand in your inbox and somebody may bad idea to have that person be my husband because he started responding to Etsy inquiries that we had. And then I'm responding to them also because I didn't see his response. And (laughs) then they're like, what? You know, they're getting too. Yes, I I do. I think it's not a good idea because he's going to want to spend time with with his newborn too, especially if you're telling me he's about to start his career. So, And also, um, sleep is like so elusive at the beginning. I really don't recommend that. (laughs) I would say like, you know, you can find somebody for not super expensive that can respond to your emails and can check in with you once a week via Slack or something. Yeah, I think it's totally possible and separated a little bit from from yeah, your family. That's a good idea. I know some people I could ask, so I'll start thinking. Probably a good idea to start like Perfect. planning them now. Yeah, yeah, I would plant the seeds sooner yeah. rather than later for sure. One of the things that I think that we get overwhelmed with is that the scope of this work can be so big. Like there's so many things I could be working on, but I want us to think about like, what are the things that you can tackle within the next month? Like what are the next pieces of homework for you here? Definitely signing up for HoneyBook or Dubsado. I've already got a link pulled up, the pros and cons of both. And then 
you know, getting those things automated. I've definitely already made it known the days that we're not taking weddings. I should probably post it, but I've just, when we've had inquiries, I've let people know that we're not taking weddings throughout this season. It's from December to March, which are actually really great time to not take weddings because in Michigan, December to March, there's, you know, last December we had like three weddings. So we won't be hurting from that. Yeah, I guess those are like the immediate things I could be doing. Yeah, that's perfect. I think the one that you said that scares me a little is automating this stuff and like getting the system set up because that one's super elusive. So get really clear on what that means. Is it like front to back what the client process is from in like inquiry to onboarded or is it like when we set up meetings? Like I just want you to get really clear about like the few things that you might automate. I think I'm going to automate responses like the here's how to send your information if you're trying to set up like a I want to make it really clear to my clients that it's step one inquiry and here's how you make an inquiry like you go to this page fill out this form and send it back to me and then step two as long as we're available etc then we meet and have a consultation or you know a Skype consultation, which I think is fine to do even during my maternity leave. Is that crazy? I think it depends on what you can do. I don't know like how comfortable you would feel with that just because there's so many like weird factors. Oh, like true. is the baby going to yeah. be sleeping? Is the baby going to start crying in the middle this? of a yeah. meeting? Yeah, it has <laughs> happened. I've been there. So that's something to think about. But I, I think one of the things that comes up for me is like when you are thinking about like the automation process in this like thinking about like maybe just doing a video that they receive in the first like after inquiry thing that you receive. So like the inquiry comes in and then you send them back an email that says, hey, so excited to talk to you soon. Here's what to expect. Like it's in bullet points, but then you also have a video attached that says something to the effect of here's what's happening next here. You know, you can expect X, Y, and Z to happen so that they're not like, Ooh, I like waiting. that. I mean, I would recommend using something like useloom.com and recording a quick video and you can just attach it to that, that automated email. Useloom.com. That's cool. Yeah. I love Loom. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Perfect. All right, Christina, do you have any other last minute thoughts? I really don't. I think it's just a matter of setting this up because every time I set a system up or a new standard operating procedure or something like that, I get really overwhelmed And what's been helpful is just writing what I can out on paper and then going through step by step and trying to turn that into a system. So like mapping out what the touch points are from the beginning to the end of a client inquiry was really helpful for me to implement that framework on my own website because I have a separate service-based business that has to take inquiries and calls and things like that. So sometimes just mapping those things out and then determining that you're going to get through one of those things every single day especially because you have time is helpful as so long as you know, you're not a procrastinator. If you're a procrastinator, you're motivated right now. I'd work on it for the rest of the afternoon and clear your calls. Like <laughs> that's what I, that, those are my thoughts. But yeah, I, I mean, I think the systems thing is, is really yeah, helpful. I do too. I, I wouldn't call myself a procrastinator, but I definitely work in like waves of energy. Like I have my highs and lows and you know, yeah. Well, and just like just now yeah. being at the point where I'm in my second trimester and I'm finally getting my energy back. I'm so thankful this call wasn't like two weeks ago. I would have been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're not sleeping and you're talking to us. So this is great. 
Well, I am so excited to see how these systems really work for you. And I just want, I'm going to keep following you on Instagram and seeing how mamahood really like transforms your business. And I think that it's such an interesting thing because it can be a wake up call for us, right? Like what are we doing that is so superfluous and like, we don't need this, like let's cut it out now. And whether it's bringing somebody on board or creating these systems, it might just be the catalyst that you need to really be able to step back and be able to do the fun things for in your business, which is like doing the flowers and talking to people. So I'm really hoping that that is like, that is what maternity lo- maternity leave gives to you and that it allows you to just really lean into the stuff that you really yeah, want. Thank you so future. much. Yeah, absolutely. So where can everyone find you? Like where can everyone find your links? Maybe they're in Flint and they want to hire you. Um, well, we do have a website. It's brumleyandbloom.com. I can also be located on Instagram at brumleyandbloom and on Facebook. It's forward slash Bromley and Bloom, I believe. Perfect. All right. So everyone listening out there, I hope that this has given you a little bit of encouragement to baby proof or self proof your business if you're not pregnant, because we can all do this, right? Whether it's assessing our time, like Christina was talking about, or automating some of the stuff and really just like systematizing the things that you already have. And I hope that you have learned something in here so that you can go build your creative empire. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co, where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 